I mean, we've already started the madness. You know, we're in here coming up with trades the Bears can make with the Raiders for Devonta Adams in the offseason. That's all we're going to talk machine. about. We're already putting in the trade machine. Uh, Tony Dungy in a minute. He'll. I want to pick his brain on this. Yurk's off. Sylvie's in. So it's been fun the last couple of days, Carmen and. Sylvie hanging together. We're going to stay uh, with you until 1. Then uh, we'll take you to the Pinstripe Bowl. After that, you'll get the Cheez-It Bowl. So lots of uh, bowl action for you later today when we're out of here at 1 o'clock. But real quick, and then we'll get to uh, Coach Dungy. I just told you the last three seasons. So since 2020, um, Devontae Adams has 41 touchdowns. Bears wide receivers. I, I didn't include Jimmy Graham or, or Cole Komet in this, but just Bears wide receivers since 2020 have 34. All of them. All of them. 34. He's got seven more touchdowns by himself than every Bears wide receiver combined over the last three seasons. So are we being blinded by that to say, why would you move back potentially seven or eight spots to get a 30-year-old wide receiver that makes a lot of money? I don't know. But like when I see that, and I see the dirt, the talent they have in that room. I'm like, yeah, bring me Devonta Adams. Let's add a Tony Dungy. He goes on with Waddle and Sylvie all the time. It's nice to have him on. Uh, Coach, how are you? Happy holidays. Hey, thank you. You guys, too. Uh, happy holidays, and I'm doing well. And uh, listening to your Bears chatter here. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're already thinking about uh, the draft and next year. The long, long, season, long way to go, but <laughs> we're, gonna, we're talking about uh, it. Let, let's start with Justin, and then we'll get into a few other things. Because I, I, for the most part, I think as, as fans, media, I think uh, people have been excited about these last eight or nine games. I mean, there's still a long way to go, and they got to surround him with a lot. But um, he seems to be getting better, and it seems like he might be a quarterback he can actually go out there and, and win you know, because of, not just well, sort of win with. What have you thought of well, Justin Fields' development? I believe that's the case, and I think we're still just finding out some of the things that he can do. And so building around him, setting the offense up for what he can do. If you think back to Lamar Jackson, he had a, a really good first year of starting, but he came on uh, and Baltimore kind of learned, and they built around that, and I think that's what the Bears are going to have to do. He's a unique talent, different type of quarterback, so as you really structure it and focus on the things he can do, uh, they're going to give defenses a lot of problems. What If you were his coach, what would you tell him to work on in the offseason? Well, it's going to be just the normal things. And as you mentioned, getting some receivers in there and working on the timing with them and throwing the ball. And What type of routes are we going to do? He's not going to be throwing every ball right from the pocket. So uh, working on that, too. And receivers have to see that. Balls coming from different angles, different spots. Uh, but I think it's just the, the normal progression of a quarterback, throwing the ball, the timing with the receivers, and then learning the defenses and what they're going to try to do to you. Because, again, this is different. He's not going to see regular defenses like, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to see in Minnesota. So uh, recognizing that and getting a feel for what defenses are trying to do. Hall of Famer Tony Dungy joining us. Uh, Carmen in with me, Sylvie, on ESPN 1000. So, Coach, would you say, like, we get all these hot takes – Oh, Justin's not going to be able to last. He's running too much. How much is too much running, in your opinion? Well, you can run and be smart. And what what happens with some of these guys, they think they're Superman, and they think they've got to score a touchdown on every play. That's one of the things Russell Wilson learned very early. I can run. I can be effective. I can slide. I can go out of bounds. I don't have to score on every play. 
Uh, I think Lamar Jackson is, is learning that. Justin Fields uh, it will learn that. Um, but I, I just I, I look at what some of these offenses have done. I look at what Philadelphia does, what Miami is doing now. They make it so hard to play certain types of defenses. And because of that, the quarterbacks have an easy, easier job because I'm only going to see certain things. We've got our offense built to attack that. And, you know, Philadelphia's doing that well. Miami's doing it well. Baltimore has done it well for years. And, and I think Chicago will do, do that as well. I'm glad you brought up Philly because we've mentioned it a few times, Coach. I mean, that seems to maybe be the blueprint the Bears should try to follow here. Uh, with the kind of quarterback they have, no, you got to go out and now get Devontae Smith somehow, and you got to get your AJ Brown. I mean, is that where maybe a Devontae Adams thing comes into play? What do you make of the Raiders' situation, and could they be pivoting already after one short year? Well, I'm not sure what the Raiders are doing. Uh, Derek Carr has taken them to the playoffs a couple times. He's a, a top tier quarterback, top twelve, no question. If you don't have that, <laughs> you know, backing him up, then then what are you? doing so I, I don't understand that but I, I do think that Chicago is probably just a, a year behind Philadelphia when you look at what they did with Jalen Hurt okay he played a little bit last year he's doing well they're running him they're running the read options and and RPOs and people have to play man-to-man coverage because you've got to account for him in the running game you've got to take care of this this run game that they throw at you and you can't play zone well, now, if you can't play zone against them, if I can go out and get a couple of playmakers that are hard to cover man-to-man, you're golden. That's what they've done, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You look at Waddle and Tyreek and what they've done against man coverage. So now you get people saying, okay, we've got to play Justin Fields. We've got to handle this run game. We've got to spy the quarterback. And now we're going to take our chances on the outside because we want to defend with nine people inside. Well, now you give me a Devontae Adams on the outside and say you're going to get one-on-one coverage all day, Hmm. which is what A.J. Brown is getting, what Tyreek's getting. And, you know, now you can light it up. You really can. Well, look, you you are not often a fan, but but be a fan with us for a second here, Coach. Um, Would you, if things hold today, would you trade the number two overall pick to the Raiders if they would say yes for their number nine pick and Devontae Adams? Uh, Yes, I would, Mm. because I I think um, unless you're so committed, unless that number two player is just a a Lawrence Taylor or, you know, the once-in-a-lifetime guy, then, yes, give me a proven wide receiver who can beat one-on-one coverage, and I'm still going to get a great player with the ninth pick. Yeah, you're still picking in the top ten. Uh, Coach Dungey for a few more minutes. Carmen and Yurik, Sylvie's in for Yurik. Uh, just a few big-picture things about the NFL as we enter the final couple weeks. Niners playing great, and they're doing it with a backup. Um, I don't know how sustainable you think that is for the playoffs, but uh, Bengals getting hot, uh, Chiefs are the Chiefs. Who's your favorite right now? Who looks like the most dangerous team as we near the playoffs? Well, I, I tell you, San Francisco, I love defense, and they're playing the best defense of anybody. I look at Philadelphia. And they were, you know, we thought they had a good defense. Now we see them giving up these 40-point games. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But San Francisco, week in and week out, other than one week against the Chiefs, they have played lights out on defense. They've got a running game. Uh, Purdy, I think, will will do well for them. I like them in the NFC right now. Uh, in the AFC, I think it all depends on Sunday night or Monday night's game. 
Cincinnati's at Buffalo. Right yeah. now, Buffalo's number one, Kansas City's two, and Cincinnati's three. But if Cincinnati wins on Monday night, that flips. And, you know, if I'm Buffalo, boy, I don't want to drop to the three spot where I have to play the first weekend and then I have to go to, probably have to go to Cincinnati and to Kansas City to win. Yeah. Kansas City's in the same boat. They're sitting at number two. If somehow Buffalo loses that game and they become number one and get the home games, I, I think they'll, they'll be tough to beat. I'm sure you have a soft spot in your heart for uh, Jeff Saturday, but were you uh, as struck by all that as, as most of us, a guy who's never coached, to, uh, certainly at any uh, collegiate or professional level, who was doing uh, TV to be you know, pulled out of the booth halfway through a season and asked to go coach a football team? I didn't think that Jeff Saturday moved. And once you made the, the change, I didn't think it was all that bad. Interim coaches, when the ship's going down, uh, you know, you, you very rarely win. What Steve Wilkes has done in Carolina is amazing. Mm. You know, that rarely happens. My problem was with the move with Frank Reich in the first place. Hey, you've lost a few games. You're still in it. There's no dominant team in the AFC South. Stay with Frank. See if you can get it turned around. See if you can get back to 500 and, and be in the race. So I, I didn't like letting Frank go. But at that point, hey, he's got a belief in Jeff. And Jeff's the leader and a winner. It's a long shot anyway, no matter what you do. Um, so I, I didn't have a problem with that so much, but I would have preferred he stayed with Frank. If the Denver Broncos and that Walmart money called you, <laughs> the Walmart coach, money, the Walmart good, money Toby. called, would you listen? I, I probably wouldn't listen because I think I'm a little too old for it, but I do think it's really a great situation. I think they've got a very good defense. They've got a quarterback who's done it in the past. Let me get an offensive guy. Let me get a Doug Peterson mm. who kind of tailors his offense to the quarterback he has. When he has Nick Foles, he does what Nick Foles does well. When he had uh, Carson Wentz, he did what Carson Wentz did well. Now he's transferred that to Trevor Lawrence, and what Trevor does well, that's what they implement. Give me an c- offensive coach like that. It doesn't even have to be the head coach. But I think I could win with Russell Wilson in that defense. Uh, now, you're in a tough division, but uh, I, I think there's some, some things to work with there. But, no, for me, no, don't call me. No, please. don't call me. <laughs> you with that all that money? Wow. That's uh, great. But what, what, what happened to him, Coach? What happened to Russell Wilson? I loved Russell Wilson. Everyone seems to be piling on right now and, and pointing, saying that he's done. What happened to him? Everybody is piling on. But um, to me, it's a matter of a coach going in there and saying, this is my system and this is what we're going to do, as opposed to saying, hey, this is the talent that I have and we're going to adapt to it. That's what I love about Doug. I thought he would be great for Trevor Lawrence, and he has been, uh, because he's doing the things that Lawrence does really well. I remember when I was in Tampa, and we had a unique offensive situation. We had Mike Allstott as our fullback and work done as our halfback, a smaller, fast halfback. And it, it wasn't – you couldn't play regular offense because Mike wasn't a lead blocker and you, we weren't going to get into just eye formation. That wouldn't utilize Mike well. So I'm interviewing these offensive coaches and saying, hey, here's our two guys. What are you going to do? And so many guys couldn't tell me, well, this is what we do. This is our system. And I'm, I'm frustrated saying it's not going to work with the guys we have. Tell me what you're going to do specifically for these two guys. And I think that's what happened there. Hey, this is our system. This is what we did with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And, Russell, you've got to fit in as opposed to, hey, let me look at what you do well and put that kind of stuff in. 
It's good stuff. Coach, have a great New Year. We'll be watching Sunday night. And uh, enjoy the playoffs when they roll around in a couple weeks. All I right? can't wait. I think we've got some interesting games coming up. I really do. South Happy Dakota. New Year, Coach. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. There's Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer. And uh, Sylvie asked him, and he said, yeah, I would do that. Um, that's the he question. He didn't hesitate. He didn't really hesitate. He goes, yeah, I think so. That's would the, the Raiders the, do it? That's yeah. the question. Well, I don't know. Good I mean, you'd be potentially be getting the number two pick, right? If they like and one, and they the need qu- a quarterback. If they, like, right. say, if they like one of the quarterbacks, Sylvie, yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Your thoughts on it? We'll take some calls coming up next. ESPN one thousand, Chicago's home for sports. Bring Carmen and Yurko with you at home or in your office. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN one thousand. We're going to get to the phones here in a second. Sylvie's in for Yerk, Carmen, and Sylvie. This has been a fun few days. We've got to do the show together the last few. Last day of the year for us. we got bowl games later today. Sylvie's off to Mexico this weekend. Um, I shouldn't say I'm jealous because I was just there. I can't complain, I guess. But, uh, oh, have fun. 80 degrees. And green. You're going to see green and blue water. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, real quick, I'll tell you why uh, my wife and my kids just had to stop by. This was funny. and I was going to tell you this. So yesterday we went to dinner, and uh, I was going to take the train in the morning because I didn't want to have to drive home. I knew we'd be imbibing a little bit, but it just wasn't convenient. Like I sort of had to drive. I had to do a. I had to drop my son off at baseball camp in the morning, and I was helping a, one of our sales guys on a team's call. So I had to be in the I car. Think I know what you did. Yeah, you know what I did. So I was like, I'll just drive. I'll leave my car in the garage overnight, and I'll train in Pause. the morning, which is what I did. Right. And I'm walking from the train from Union Station this morning. Got on the six fifty train. I'm walking. And I'm in the middle of the loop, and I just and it hit me. I go, I forgot my key fob. That's the worst. Yeah. So and they were nice enough to bring it down. They had to drive all the way yes. down here. Then yes, for my key fob and to bring your key fob. I was like any you, chance you owe them. I know. I'm like any you chance. Owe them. I said you're not going to believe this one, but I left my key fob for the car at home, and it just like I said hit me. Seven fifteen this morning. I'm walking through the middle of the loop. I'm like, oh, well, what would you? Fudge. They had to. They had no choice. Well, right? I could have. I would have gone back home and come back. Luckily, wow. I don't live far. I, you know, I'm a short train ride. Short, you know, I, I I live on the outskirts of Cook County, so I'm 17 miles door to door. It's not bad. Will there, was, will there be technology in the future where you won't need the key fob, where you could just scan your eyes, phone, maybe yeah, something like on a your barcode? Phone. I mean. The, like you, you, you gotta like with a phone where someone steals your phone, then they could steal the car. Like you uh, gotta, put, you know, the carjacking thing well, is. Well, but awful. your cars, your phone's locked though. True, true. Like I'm trying to think, like what would be the safest way? Thumbprint. Yeah, something like that. Started with a thumbprint. I, that, that where you just... don't need that fob, where you don't have to worry about. Care where, where my keys go, I know. you know? And oh, like, I it, lost the key fob. Now I got to go to the car dealer uh, and pay $150 for a new key fob. That's the worst, I know. They're yeah. not cheap. Oh, yeah. And then when you trade your car in, do you have both key yeah, fobs? Both key fobs? Both key, oh, you don't have both key fobs? Shame on you. We got to ding you. $250. <laughs> Sons of, you know sucks. what I mean? They got to get you every which way. And I said it all night last night, too. I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, don't forget your key in the morning, you know, because I Ubered home. I'm like, don't forget your key. Don't forget. And then, sure enough, didn't even think about it walked right out of the house so glad i got all right let's take some calls tom's in oak lawn on esp 1000 tommy what up buddy yeah so i wanted to uh discuss further on this hypothetical trade now i know you're saying uh before then you could use the ninth pick with to get like paris johnson the offensive tackle but 
if he's still there, why don't you use the ninth pick on either uh, Quentin Johnson or Jordan Addison? Oh, back-to-back receivers? Yeah, then you have the Eagles' blueprint right there. You've got the veteran wide receiver, and you, then you've got the young one. Then you can move Darno Mooney and Chase Claypool back to you know a three or four, which is what they truly are. Um, and then you could always get an offensive tackle in free agency or Orlando Brown can, can or you though? Mike McGlinchey or something like that. Yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting food for thought, Tommy. I'll say that. And Happy New Year, buddy. I think they have too many needs to do something like that, to be quite honest. Look, I, I think we could diagram all that out as it would go. But like the, 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 the point is, is at nine, you could still do a lot. And you, could still, you, you could still get, get a good a, you could still get something something done. You could even trade down from there too. You could and get more picks if you, if if you like the depth at that position or, or like where the draft is. Right there, there are things you can still do. That's the point. It's still a high draft pick. If you get like the uh, we love that run on quarterback thing kind of going, and somebody gets eager and wants to move into the top ten and says, "Hey, well, there you go," and, you, and maybe you move back again. It does. Like, That's what the Eagles have done That's, they with, have. The, with the Saints. Yes, they have. That's how you do it. There'll be a lot of possibilities. And, and this is why. This is why. Boy, I hope Poles is good at his job. Me too. This all depends on Poles being good at his job. He better be good. No more Valus Joneses, please. Uh, James in Oswego. What's up, James? Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Uh, you've given me a lot to think about here this morning. So That's what we try to do. Right off the top of my head, Devontae Adams sounds like a great idea. But I, I kind of, I know you guys have been talking a long time about offensive line and how much is needed there. So I was wondering if we could just get someone, maybe not quite Devontae Adams, for a lot less money, and then and then with Justin Fields' talent, if he has an offensive line that can protect them, those going to be successful. Yeah, but you want wide receiver talent. We're seeing that. You see it all around the league, you know. And yeah, the quarterback can make guys better. But you're seeing it all around the league with, like, the Waddle Hill stuff, with A.J. Brown and Smith, with Justin Jefferson, with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Uh, you, you need wide Look receiver at talent. San Francisco with Debo Samuel. Absolutely. And Ayuk said, Ayuk still kind of rides the roller coaster a little bit, but he's talented. Um, when they're they, healthy they acquired and a running back who could catch the football, yeah. too. Like, again, and they've got one of the premier pass catchers at tight end. Yes. Like, yes. like again, in, like in Kansas City, that's why they could get rid of Tyreek Hill because they've got the premier uh, tight end pass catcher. You have to have. It's, again, it's like those receivers and those pass catchers are the guys I compared to the NBA scorers. Like, when, when they become available, you have to go get them. And they don't become available all that often. That's the thing. You know, like the real in the free agent market is just it's not it's kind of slim picking. Yeah. You're going to have to try to execute something like this if you want a proven commodity as a pass catcher. I heard Tyler say it. I thought it was a, a, a good point. You're like, don't go halfway on this. Like, don't go like he was talking about Hopkins. Hopkins is nice. There's still a lot of questions about Hopkins from his suspension, yeah. uh, from his declining talent. Like you, you rattled off Devontae Adams and his stats. Devontae Adams is still at the height of his career, at the height of his skills. He's great. If you can get Devontae Adams, don't half-ass it. Don't don't say, well, you know, uh, we could for the uh, half the cost we could get this. Don't half-ass it. You know, you get AJ Brown, you get AJ Brown. You get Tyree Kill, 
You get Tyreek Hill. I mean, look what those guys have done for those offenses. Yes. And again, it's a, mean, like, like you could afford to get rid of Tyreek Hill on Kansas City because you have Kelsey. Yeah. You know, because you still have the premier guy at that position. The only tight end this year that really, I mean, Kittle's come on lately and he missed some. Uh, did Kittle miss a few games early? I feel like he did again. Yes, at the right? beginning. Yeah, at the beginning. He missed and the Bears he, game. Yeah, and he missed yeah, the, he missed first, the Bears first game. That's few right. Games. He's come on lately. Uh, Yurko's documented this a few times. The tight ends this year haven't, I think a lot of it's because of injury. Uh, Dallas Goddard was hurt for a while. I think Mark Andrews has been banged up and has missed some games. You know, Cole Komet, I think, is tied for second in touchdown catches amongst tight yeah. ends. But Kelsey is, sure. you know, Heads and shoulders like the guy. The yeah, best he, he's no he's no Kelsey, um, but I like that Komet has carved out a niche in this offense. Yeah. He, he's become a productive player, which we had questions about, especially at the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, Zach's in Lake Forest. Hey, Zach. Hey. Uh, so I was just calling to continue this hypothetical uh, <laughs> trade with Devonta Adams. So oh, it's happening. It's was, not hypothetical, Zach. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so my my thought process is, uh, I know Higgins is supposed to also be a free agent, so that would be like a double-dip kind of thing where you would also sign uh, Higgins and you would completely revamp the whole wide receiver room and go from potentially yeah. the worst to potentially one of the best wide receiver rooms in the NFL. And then you could use that ninth pick for, at that point, whatever – you know, whoever's best available, whether it's O-line, D-line, or like Sylvie said, you could even trade again if you needed to. But I would think personally that you would probably also get another uh, another pick from the Raiders, too. Because I feel like moving all the way up to two, I don't think that's enough compensation. It could be. you got to look at what that trade value, yeah. right, you know, and see. There yeah, could be or, another pick that's attached to that. Yeah, or if they potentially end up with the first overall pick, then obviously there yeah. would have to be a lot oh, yeah. more than that. Yeah. Yeah, all but interesting. It's fun. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It is fun. We're going to do a lot of this. Zach, thanks, man. We're going to do a lot be of a fun. The, the, the off season may be more fun than the regular season, except for the <laughs> well, Justin, Justin Fields. Yeah, that's it. Is there some talk that they might try to franchise T. Higgins in Cincinnati? Like, is that in play, or are they not going to? Like, what's their money situation? Because they, they're going to have to pay up. Are they going to go and sign Burrow this off season? You'd probably want to extend Burrow if you're them, yeah. right? Yeah, but we, and you don't have to worry about. Anything with him though, but I got—I guess you might as well use the tag. I don't know though. Like, I, I wonder I've if, not heard. You know, I—I I wonder if that's in play. I, I don't know that they're going to be eager to lose. That would be because he's a unrestricted free agent. T. Higgins, I think, right? That'd be one that's pretty interesting. I guess when we say it's slim pickings, that he's there aren't young many. Too. Boy, and he's good. I mean, he's big, and he's good. How old's T. Higgins? And he's just a monster. He is. He's, H- how does he? Higgins has one more year left, and the Bengals oh. also have $47 million Oh, he does. Yeah. Okay, so there's still one more year for T. Higgins. So you're talking a year away. Yeah, I was going to say, he can't be a free agent. He's only 23. Forget he's that yeah. young. It's, it's, it's why Claypool has to be good. Yeah. That you hope in this offseason, somehow working with Fields, working that the Bears give him a plan on things they want him to work on in a sure. full camp. Because they just gave up a really big trade asset. Like, if you really wanted to go out... Too and 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 go out and get that wide receiver. They used a really important. I Meller was talking about this earlier on Claypool. Yes, it was, and we talked about it yesterday. It was a really good try. Um, no one ever thought that it could have been the thirty second or thirty third pick in the draft this year. The way they were going at the trade deadline, they were overachieving a little bit, 
and no one thought it would be this disastrous. A lot of Steelers fans told us he's not as good as we think, Mm -hmm. but we didn't think it would be this disastrous with the injuries and with the lack of production and the lack of the knowledge of the playbook. And now he can't even play, which sucks. And I wouldn't wouldn't force him back out there. Like, Waddle and I have have not seen eye to eye on this. He's like, if he's ready, you get him back out there. To me, it's already been a lost season. It's a a lost season. He's already, his knee has not been right. They already tried to bring him back too soon. Right. uh, A couple times. Within a game... After he heard it, I'll tell you, when he heard that knee in that game, I thought, yeah, oh, that's right. it. And he, and, he, and he can't. Just put him on the shelf, yeah. write this thing off, let's get him right, and let, let, let's, let, let's make him into a productive player next year. Don't force him into these two games. Where like he's been limited? What has he been limited he didn't this week? Again, this oh, no, he, I don't like, think he practiced at all it. yesterday. Right? Put him on the shelf. Yeah, I think it might be there, time for that. It just, it just end it. Yeah, it's kind of a waste, and it's kind of a wash. You're right. Uh, more people want to talk about this, so we'll grab your calls, 312-332-ESPN. We'll uh, talk about some of the big bowl games and uh, the other NFL games on the card with Todd Furman at noon. There was also another injury at Bears camp to a wide receiver. Today again? During the week, yes. During that, practice? That they may be without uh, oh. this week. Because the Equinemius didn't practice yesterday. Claypool didn't practice yesterday. So there's another one. Uh, I'll tell you about that Phillips. next. Tell us next. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Good song. So Sylvie said there's a more discouraging wide receiver news. I don't have anybody healthy on offense right now. What's happening? I saw that uh, Dante Pettis, Mm. if you care... Uh, <laughs> he, he, like, he, like we were talking yesterday, he had that uh, dropped ball on that first down throw that was perfect on the sideline. So Weeder tweet: uh, the Bears wide receiver Dante Pettis injured his ankle in Wednesday's practice, which threatens to further deplete an already very thin wide receiving core wow. for Sunday's trip to Ford Field. Wow. Yeah, they don't have many healthy players on offense right now. And then, like, you know, Fields already hurt his foot, mm-hmm. you know, last game. And he, his shoulder continues to be dinged up where they say that it, it's going to be sore the rest of the way. How much are you going to run him? Uh, he ran for a, a ton of yards against Detroit the first time. What do you got left as far as who to throw the ball to? Bayless. Well, I guess it's a chance uh, for... For Valus to, and you and Meller were talking about this the other day uh, on Tuesday. Like, at least he bounced back a little bit after what's been, it's been a pretty disastrous season, let's face it. And he had another, uh, you know, boneheaded play, quite frankly, in the Eagle game. He was better last week, I he guess. He caught the long pass. Caught the long pass. This is a chance. I mean, my God, go out and show something at this point, please. I wouldn't have thrown it to him. Like I, I was to the point where I was like, like enough of you. The ball. Like I, th- I thought it was wasting reps. Then, like I'm for in a rebuild, getting as many reps to young players as possible. But like to me, I was at a point where you couldn't trust him with an end around. You can't trust him with a handoff. You can't trust him with a punt. You can't Terrible. trust him with a kickoff. He can't hold the ball. And sure enough, they, they, they credit to them. 
They gave him the ball, and he actually took yeah. a step last yeah. week. I, so I mean, more of that, I guess. You know, he dropped a pass against Dallas. Remember? Oh he yeah, he dropped what was he, a touchdown he against cost Dallas. Them. He cost them a couple games. Yeah, bad stuff. Late. So let's see if uh, maybe he can finally pop a little bit here in these last couple. Eddie on the north side is back. Oh, easy. Oh, what do you got for us? He's today? like a, he's like our frequent flyer. He's yes, in our he frequent is. flyer yeah. club. <laughs> okay, so what what makes you think that Devontae Adams would come to the Bears? Why wouldn't he just go back to Green Bay where both of his quarterbacks that passed to him and passed all them touchdowns to him were you-know-who, Carr and uh, Aaron Rodgers, and they are guys that passed the ball. The Bears, why would he come here to make him look even worse? Well, he's not a free agent. Yeah, he's no, not a free no, agent. Guess he would dictate a trade and, and where they land, but you got to have the ammo. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how's Green Bay going to get him back? He's done with. Uh, I think he's done with Aaron Rodgers, Eddie. I don't. I, I don't. But, but you see what I'm saying here? Why would Why wouldn't Devontae? Well, you know what? I'd like Burrow thrown to me because he throws the ball, or Herbert because he throws the ball. But go to a team where the guy is. The, well, none the of those are viable options. None, none of those are viable options, though. First of all, like, how's he going to go? How's he going to get to Cincinnati? But Carmen, as, as far as the draft, the trade. No, no, no. Answer his question. You, wait, you wait, do wait, this all the time. How is he going to get wait, to Cincinnati? He's not. He doesn't have a chance to go to Cincinnati, Eddie. That's what we're saying. Oh, okay, I, I I know that. But <laughs> well, then why, why say? Ridiculous to say that he would even come to the Bears. Then, well, then well, not, then, not necessarily. I mean, he might see the talent. He might believe in the talent of Justin Fields. The Bears don't throw it a lot right now because they're throwing it to Valus Jones. What, what did, they don't what throw. They they're throwing it to Dante Pettis. They're throwing it. To, they're throwing it to uh, Nikhil Justin. Harry. What about Je- Jeffries and Justin? He played with them, right? Who Jeffrey? Alshon Jeffries? Yes. No, he didn't. Alshon Jeffrey. And then, first of all, it's Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey's been gone for you, five you, years. You fell for the Jeffries with him. Oh, okay, but anyway, in the, Eddie, in, in, in the draft, what is going on? Jamar. Jamar Chase is the outlier, but you can get great all-time wide receivers in the third and fourth round. Oh, yes. That, now there, now there you're spot on, my man. That's the way to go off on the high note, Eddie. You are spot on. And the Bears need to go out and find right. more than just... Find your Cooper Cup. you got to find a... But, yeah, you got to still go find guys, of course. And, yes, you can find second... The Devontae Adams, I think, was a second round well, pick. That, that's second, the, third, fourth round pick. And all they all the were. All, all these guys. And it's why. What was, what was Hopkins? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was a first round. Was he a first yeah, round pick? I'm almost positive. Like there, there are, we we used to have the list, the ongoing list well, of all the second rounders, and uh, you mentioned uh, so like Cooper Adams. Cup. I'm on Ross St. Brown was right. a fourth rounder. Uh, AB was a sixth rounder for crying out loud. Devontae Adams, uh, Tyreek, uh, all these guys. Yes, uh, AJ Brown. I don't think was a first rounder. Was he? He might have been. I'll check that real quick. Um, That's why the Valus Jones thing, like to finally then pick your offensive guy. After picking two defensive guys, this is our first offensive skill guy we're drafting. And knowing that you can get skill guys in the third round and be really, really good, and that's the one you took. Yeah, not that's, good. That's, that's where it's... That's a problem. Not good. Uh, A.J. Brown, second rounder. Uh, Hopkins was a first round pick. He was. Okay. Yeah, he was. But uh, you can find them. Yes, they're out there. They are. You can find them in the second, third, fourth round. Sometimes even the fifth round. Jason's in Crown Point. What's up, Jason? 
hey, tell Eddie that the reason Devontae would come here is to go back and torch his old team that let him walk out the door uh, <laughs> twice a year. Yeah, How stick it to them. How would that be? Go stick it to him. Yeah. That's right, Jason. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, he was pretty – again, what, don't we know that? he? I think Carr had a lot to do with it, but I, they yes, offered him more money, right? Like he was kind of done with yes, Green Bay, I yes, think. yes. I don't think he's he running wanted, back there. And he wanted to be with Derek And he Carr. wanted to be with his college team. And go to Vegas. Yeah, sure. And, and, you know, live live there instead of living in Green Bay. Not bad. Vegas or Green Bay? I'm taking Vegas, personally. Uh, that's just me. Jason, thanks. We got some breaking news? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know if I, it's not official, So, oh. but uh, this is from a Let's very make good, it official. Pete Thamel, who is as good as it gets yes, in college football, excellent. says, Sources, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren has emerged as top candidate to be the Bears' Next president, Ooh. CEO. He's wow. interviewed in person for the job and is considered among the final candidates. The process is expected to wrap up in the upcoming weeks. Well, well this is huge. That, this yeah, is that's, breaking. That's I mean, and Kevin Warren with the Vikings before he was with the... the I believe so. And, 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 like, this is... He um, helped build U.S. Bank Stadium. It looks like he was oh, a big did? part of it. Oh, okay. hell yeah. That's why they're going out hell to get him. Hell yeah. Oh, there we go. Now we're talking, now, guys. Now we're getting somewhere. Now the Bears won't have talking. to pay for moving costs, right? Because he he lives in he lives in uh, the area, right? Kevin Warren. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> they don't have, have to pack up the moving truck. Right, he gets to right, stay at yeah. home. Warren was Reiterate previously that again, Rain. I don't think I don't think you paid this I, uh, enough. I'm surprised at how much you poo pooed that, Randy. Yes. You're like, ah, it's not and, really. And, and, I mean, well, because it's Pete not, it's not like is, It said he's, he's emerged as a strong candidate. Okay. No, no, here is, here's the exact word. Yeah, give it again. Big Ten commissioners from Pete Thamel, who is as good as it gets in college as football. As good as it gets. Yes. Uh, Big Ten commissioner Kevin Warren has emerged as a top candidate to be the next president CEO of the Chicago Bears. He's interviewed in person for the job and is considered among the final candidates. The process is expected to wrap up in the upcoming weeks. Uh, here, his previous tweet says, here's our ESPN story and Kevin Warren's candidacy to the Chicago Bears. He's interviewed in person. Uh, worked, he worked in helping U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota while the Vikings is appealing to the Bears decision makers. He was yeah. their COO in Minnesota. He helped build the stadium. He also That's fantastic. He's also worked for the Rams and the Lions. That's I mean, great. Kevin Warren is a and pretty they, impressive guy. Yeah, and like maybe again, like you could get a football president too, someone on the side. I would love to say that, this, Sylvie. This guy too is, is, seems to know. Like he's he's a little more worldly than what the Bears have at Hallis Hall. Yes, and with what they've had with with Ted, very sharp. Well, very sharp. this is a move yeah. like a serious franchise would make. T- 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 yeah. t- yes, he's run the Big Ten here and, and got the Big Ten through COVID. Um, he's been with the Minnesota Vikings, built the stadium with the Minnesota Vikings, been with the Rams. Made the Big Ten a lot of money in the last few years. With a, with a big TV deal, yes. Didn't he oversee that? Did he do it? Right. And USC, he UCLA. UCLA. He was a big part of that, I yes. assume. Yes, big part of that, obviously. So that, 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 that's a big deal right there. And I, would, and I agree with your point, and you've been making this for years. They still should add still. I'll some run sort of football right. person to run that side of the operation. An overseer. And the Vikings have one. Uh, Yeah. Who is the Vikings? Uh, Didn't they get him from uh, Pittsburgh? Oh, it's it's, uh, Quessy. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Not from Pittsburgh. Was it Cleveland or Pittsburgh? He was in San Francisco, I thought. Was he in San Francisco? I can't remember now. He was there at one point. The Bears Bears were kicking the tires on him uh, last year. Yes, they did. They interviewed him. Yeah. All right, so that is pretty. That's pretty significant news. That is, I, yeah. and like, and like I've said, I've always wanted a retractable roof. 
I like a sunroof on my car. So when it's a nice day, I like to open up my car. So if it's a nice day with the stadium, I like to open up the stadium. But if you can't get a retractable, okay, if I can't have that, I want what they have in Minnesota. I want that clear roof and want the sun to shine in. And if they can build me that here in Arlington and they've got a guy who's done that, who was a big part of that. I'd let's, go nuts let, for that. Let's statement. go. You we, know what I want? I want Justin Jefferson from me too. Yeah, Can you do that? That's I'll good, take right. that. Yeah. Just no Kirk Cousins. Boy, there is. I don't want Kirk no, Cousins. No Kirk Cousins. There is something about like you're in a dome, but not really like that Dallas stadium and that, that, that thing's open. Right. Now we don't have their weather either. We just don't. I mean, they can keep that thing open at the end of October and November. We probably couldn't do that. But we have, we have, but, a, we have a really nice summer for concerts. Yeah. That stadium. Right, like, that's why I've always been like, I when people call and go, well, it's barely open here. Uh, who cares? It's not your money. Like, if you could open it up for a Taylor Swift concert in July, that's awesome. If you yeah. could open it up for preseason football in August and all the games in September and some nice weather games in October, fine. I've made my my point about that. But if I can't get that because they've already said that I'm not getting it. Give me what they've got in Minnesota. And it seems like they're on the right track. I like that. All right, we'll see where this goes. It's Carmen and Yurko. Sylvie's in for Yurko. We'll be right back. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. See what What we're we're up up to. to. See them on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Interesting development as we talked about here with Pete Thamel, who does a great job covering college football. I mean, he's really plugged in and tweeted that Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, has emerged as a, I think he deemed it a top candidate to uh, potentially take over as uh, Ted Phillips is moving out of Hallis Hall. Kevin Warren would potentially be moving in uh, to that role. You know, he he's done a lot. He's an impressive guy, obviously, to get where he's gotten in life. But uh, the real interesting thing here is that, you know, what he did as the CEO for the Vikings for a long time helped build that stadium, which Sylvie was telling you if, if they're going to do anything, if they're not going to build a, a retractable stadium, and it doesn't sound like they are, you should you, you put a replica yeah. of that Minnesota stadium. I've heard from multiple people that it is the best stadium in the NFL. Courtney multiple. tells us that. Yeah. Yeah, Courtney says yeah. it too. JD loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, I've heard it's incredible. Um, and this guy, I didn't realize this, when, when Kevin Warren was getting uh, his – his law degree from Notre Dame, he got to be friends oh. with Zorich. Oh, he's got the Notre Dame connection too. He's in. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, this guy's getting it right. Isn't yeah. that where Ted went? Didn't, isn't Did Ted, Ted a Notre Dame guy? He might be. Well, so he got his um, law degree from Notre Dame. While there, he befriended, because he was there in 1990. And in 91, he befriended Chris Zorich. In 92, Warren established his own sports and entertainment agency, his first client, was Chris Zorich, wow, the so former Bear. He was an NFL agent. And here's what uh, Thamel writes. Warren is one of the final candidates in the Bears' search for the team's next president, CEO, and remains engaged after a lengthy search with sources telling ESPN that he's a serious enough candidate that he's interviewed in person. Oh, boy. Um, Big time. And you're yeah. right. Ted is a Notre Dame guy. So yeah. there's that I love connection. They have that huge Notre Dame connection with yeah. Hallis Hall. It's unknown who Warren has informed for his Bears candidacy, but sources said it's not something that's been widely circulated until now. 
Like and now then, it is. You know, and, and Thamel writes multiple calls to Warren and the Big Ten vice president for communication. John Schwartz were not returned. Wow, Bears are going to ring in the New Year like, with a bang here, guys. Like if they if they do land him, that would be a power move by the Bears. Like maybe they have turned the corner finally. Maybe with some of big some big boy dealings here with like, the stadium. It's a ground moving decision, frankly, for the Bears. Like if if this yeah. is the route they go down. Well, like and again, hiring this guy, building a new stadium, a real stadium, and having a quarterback maybe we've oh. never seen before. This could be one of them. Is it finally going to happen, guys? Like, like, are, are we finally getting a real Bears franchise? Like a real NFL we all franchise. Deserve. Yes. Like, I mean, a, a franchise that is run by people that are serious about making the absolute most out of what you have. Na-ma-na-ma-pa shop. You know? Exactly. It was fine when that's the way it had to be when the old man started the league. Okay. Yeah. I get it. And you're going to operate that way for a certain period of time because that was your family business. It's not the way you compete anymore in this NFL. No. And these would be like big franchise changing moves that we just haven't really seen historically. And I think that signals a nice little pivot here if they pull off something like this. And then I'm with you too. I, I would go the next step and find someone else that can run. Your football operation. Yes, yes. Like, you know, we've, we've always said it. Um, like, I've always wanted a guy, you know, who's seen it all. And, like, at least Kevin Warren has seen many different angles. He's run the Big Ten. He's, the C, he's been the COO of an NFL franchise. He's been a player's agent right. in the NFL. He's worked for multiple teams in the NFL. He's no trace. He's not Trace Armstrong, which I have always thought would be the best well, what about, answer. What about Trace for being that side then? Because he has the eye, you'd think, for talent as such a productive, longtime NFL player. And I thought he would be like the total team president. Oh, you but, thought so? Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 He might not go I don't know into if just running the I don't, football side. And yeah. I don't know if he's gettable. Hmm. Because he's because he's got he's built an empire, he's built as, a, an empire. as an agent yeah. and the coaches it's too much scratch he's got all the coaches <laughs> he's got all the coaches is right he's got he's got poles and he's got uh, Eberflus did you know, you know that yeah, I right? knew that yeah 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 he's got a lot of the big names he's got he? Ryan Day right yeah I believe he does have Ryan he's got Day, Ryan right. Day he's got uh, the coach in Nebraska who used to be over Matt Rule. Rule. yeah I mean he's Matt got Rule, yeah. some of the biggest he's names. built an empire you're right. Uh, let's grab Rich and Berwin on ESP 1000. What's up, Rich? Good morning, gentlemen. Happy New Year. You too. Dante Adams coming to the Bears. That's the odds of 25 to 1. He's uh, he's 31 years old. He wants to play on a Super Bowl team. He doesn't want to wait 10 years. 10 years? I got I hope that. I don't think they're 10 years away. If they got the quarterback, they shouldn't be 10 years away. I bet you any money Detroit Lions get to the Super Bowl. Faster than the Bears. Uh, I would. Uh, the Detroit Lions aren't Quicker. going to the Super Bowl anytime soon. Come on, Rich. You know and, that. Stop and I want to ask you one more question. How's Hub Arkish doing? I sent him a nice get well card to his home, and you know, I missed a man. 
Well, I've heard Hub. It's funny you bring that up. That Hub's doing quite well, actually. Yeah, he's doing much better. We talked about him earlier this morning. We were in the office, and that Hub is doing much better. I've been a long road. There's been a lot of good articles written about Hub. Yeah, and 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 obviously we continue to wish him well. Love Hub, absolutely. Yeah, I I don't. I haven't uh, talked to Arthur or anything personally, but just from reading and seeing stuff on social, that it sounds like it's getting much better. Yeah, that's good. All right, let's uh, take some more calls coming up. We're also going to get into the big bowl games and week 17 in the NFL with Todd Furman live in Vegas. We'll do that coming up next. 312-332-3776. Carmen and York, Sylvie's in. We're here till 1 o'clock. Then it's the Pinstripe Bowl on ESPN 1000.